This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network with Kurt Rowe and Kurt Goss III. Kurt Rowe is the Executive Director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in St. Louis. Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Kurt Goss III is the head PGA professional at the Country Club of St. Albans. Hi, for sure. <laughs> now, it's time for the only podcast dedicated to St. Louis local golf. Let's get into the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Hey, welcome on in. It's the CNC Golf Factory Podcast right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman alongside to help kind of project things along. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Good. Great, Andy. Great. Nice Good. to be back. Good. Thank you. No, no problem. Glad to be back with you guys as well. What do we have, uh, what do we have going on tonight? So tonight, I think we we want to take a shot at uh, we're going to take a look at uh, um, previewing upcoming this coming Sunday and Monday. We've got the Robert A. Shogren Cup. To give you a little background on that, the Shogren Cup is a competition. We've uh, it's be the third year. It's a, a little Ryder Cup style format where the top amateurs from the region, kind of at the Metropolitan Golf Association, and the top golf professionals from the Gateway section, PGA Gateway PGA section. Uh, we'll tee it up at Bell Reeve on Sunday afternoon and Monday in uh, in the in the Shogun Cup. So, just a little background history, if you don't mind. I'll uh, you know we these matches have kind of taken place over the years, and but we never really got any gained any traction with these. They would happen one year, next year they wouldn't, then they'd happen. And uh, for hopefully some of our listeners or for the audience out there who didn't know who. Bob Shogren was Shogi, as he was affectionately known in the golf world, was a you know a mainstay, especially with the section. But he helped out, you know, the Metropolitan Golf Association, the St. Louis District Golf Association. But he was a stalwart when it comes to the rules of golf, um, and did a lot of work with the PGA of America. When we lost Shogi, gosh, I guess well four years ago now, I guess uh, we had the idea of you know if we're going to get these matches going, we needed a name for him, and Shogi was a, a part of all of our organizations. And that's when we came up. We said, "Let's let's call this the, the Shogi Cup, or the Robert A. Shogren Cup," and we did that. And now we've gained some traction, and we're excited to to get into our third the third Shogren Cup coming up uh, this uh, this weekend. So awesome! And then we also wanted to uh, to preview uh, or talk about what the, this past weekend at the um, Mississippi Valley Super Event with uh, Kurt and Kurt at St. Louis Country Club, huh? You guys are going. To, you guys are going to all the fancy places. You can't beat the uh, St. Louis Country Club. That was a treat uh, with uh, Kurt there. And, uh, boy, uh, what a layout that is. Uh, if you don't like that golf course, uh, you better read a book on architecture because that's a treat for sure. Yeah, it was cool. It was great to have Kurt out. You know, um, I'm a, as a, so it's a, the Mississippi Valley Golf Course Superintendent Association. They have events almost, almost every month, and that was their spring kickoff. Uh, and I was – fortunate we uh i'm a i'm a member of the of the superintendent association as well because so, we do a lot of work with them and uh 
so I, I, I was in the event, had with the golf association was actually a sponsor for this first event. And, uh, so we got a, had a team team in there and I asked Kurt to come along and, and join me and have a really great day. It was a perfect day at Salem's country club. Golf course was awesome. Uh, just a little two man scramble. We had, we had a good time. Golf was eh, okay, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know Kurt. Kurt hadn't had a chance to see St. Louis before, so it was a it was really neat to to, to get him out there and to to hopefully uh, you know enjoy the day. And uh, I think we did. We had a good day. Yeah, St. Louis Country Club just it's a special place. Uh, it's one of my one of my favorites, and uh, especially it's one of my favorites. It is probably my favorite golf course to do golf course setup on, running events on. So um, just a great day. Yeah, that and. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Kurt. No, I, I just want to say it uh, It was the first time I got to play St. Louis Country Club. It was about the only place uh, left in this territory, and it was definitely on my bucket list. So uh, I appreciate the invite, but it was a lot of fun just picking Kurt's brain as we approached pretty much every green. Uh, like, So when you do event setups, what whole locations, and obviously part of that is decided on conditions and which event it is, but uh, – Man, oh, man, it, it's fun looking at some of those greens. And then Kurt and I basically saying, well, you can't use about 45, 50% of it because, <laughs> right. you know, um, but boy, it, it was a treat. And uh, again, a CB McDonald design. Uh, if you don't know, I'm a huge architectural nerd. So, uh, Kurt, thank you. I uh, wish I could have made a few more with the flat stick, but uh, we were both kind of cold that day. I think we both got new putters the next day to make up for it. <laughs> I did actually get a new putter the next day, so but that's for another show. So I, I would. Uh, it's funny that you say that. I actually took the plastic off my putter that day, that morning in the parking lot. It was my new uh, Odyssey putter. Um, uh, so I did take the plastic off, and it is still in the bag, but I haven't played since. So there you go. Also, going to be joined on this episode with our very, very first interview by Max Krikemeyer, student at Missouri State and winner this past weekend over at the Old Warson Country Club, the Old Warson Cup champ. So we're going to hear from Max and get his thoughts on the Old Warson Cup, what it means to, uh, to, to have that name on his trophy, and more about what Max is going to do this summer, all coming up on the CNC Golf Factory podcast right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Shogren Cup preview coming up next. Stay tuned. Be right back. Right back here on the CNC Golf Factory podcast of the St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt Rowey, Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman. Guys, we're going to talk about the Shogren Cup. We talked a little bit about it in our first segment, but now it's time to do the deep dive. We turn it over to Kurt and Kurt. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, the sugar cup, we explained a little bit of what that was, you know, earlier on, um, actually this, this evening before we, uh, we, uh, did our, our pairings. So we start on, on Sunday afternoon, uh, with the four ball matches. And again, we've got the tops to top 14 players, which are 10 regulars or juniors, however you want to call them and four seniors from the, of the amateur side. And then the golf professional side, um, just a quick rundown. I can go through, you know, who's representing, um, you know, we, we have a just from an amateur standpoint, uh, how we choose the Shogun Cup is a we have a point system built for them, so they kind of get they get picked, they get chosen, they earn their way. Uh, it's a two-year running cycle, you know, points um, accumulation, and we our amateurs, the top eight of the regulars, uh, earn their way on of, of the Shogun 
point list, and then the top three seniors, and then the captains. The captains have two pick. They have two two picks on the regular side, and a pick on the senior side. Um, I think the I think the Gateway PGA does something similar. Uh, I'm not exactly sure their their um, how they choose it, but I think it's based based on their player of the year points and you know those type of things. So um, our captains this year are and where our captains from the amateur side, our captains come from our players of the year. So our senior and our regular player and, and men's player of the year. Uh, are the captains so brian lovett is our was our senior player of the year he's the captain and kind of by default we moved to tony gumper is our is the, is the co-captain uh curtis brokenbrow was our player of the year but curtis is, he's turned professional so was was not able to to play in the event so tony was a runner-up the second second place in the in the player of the year he was first seed in the in the old Warson cup this past weekend and then, uh, so, uh, we just moved him up as, as co-captain. So, um, and then from the, from the section side, uh, Brett Moomy is the, is the captain and how they do it is their player of the year and then their president. So Brett Moomy and Grant Masson is, are the, the captains for the, for the section. And, uh, yeah, it should be, it should be, it's great fun. It's great camaraderie. All these guys know each other, and uh, so we're excited to uh, to once again honor Shogi out of out of Bell Reeve. Um, I didn't mention before, so we, we do this at we play this event, and we'll be going forward. We alternate between Bell Reeve and Greenbrier. Bell Reeve was kind of Shogi's home for the longest time, but he was also a member at Greenbrier years ago, and I think actually even the club champion at Greenbrier at one point. But so we're back at Bell Reeve this year, and then and then uh, so. Um, so yeah, we're, um, we're excited. It's, it's turned, I think it's turned into a really, really solid event that the guys are looking forward to. And, and again, having Shogi's name on it, they all know that he's looking down and, you know, hopefully proud that, uh, you know, these guys are playing for something with his name on it. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun event, Kurt, to, uh, I usually don't get, uh, away from the club, but, uh, you know, it, it's a fun event to follow online and, and see what the club pros are doing with the uh, local amateurs and um, just kind of fun, you know, friendly Ryder cup fashion. Um, and uh, obviously what a great way to uh, honor a legend in our, uh, in our area. And uh, so, no, it'll be fun uh, for you guys to have that and uh, hopefully a little bit better weather uh, than what you had at the old Warson cup this past weekend, uh, sure. maybe a little warmer, less wind. Um you know, I, I did play one section event in 2022, the par three uh, event out at uh, Mike Seri's place. Um, I was one under through one and then rifled off three bogeys. I don't think that was a point event. So long story short, I am not in the field for the Shogun Cup, but, uh, you know, maybe one day. Slim <laughs> chance. <laughs> we all have hopes and dreams. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> hey, I'm never going to be in there for the amateurs, Kurt. So we we both got that going hey, for us, I guess. I, that there's I, there's no chance. So we're quickly going to be local legends with this podcast, though, Kurt. There you and go. The, and the only way I'm going to be is like with a tape recorder. Like, hey, uh, well, how you how you feeling about <laughs> your round there, slugger? Andy, you're also a part of this, uh, so you're a local legend now too. Sweet, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, who are some of the uh, some of the players we have coming out for the Shogun Cup uh, this year? Yeah, so from the amateur side, just real quickly down the the, the regulars or, or the juniors, whatever you want to call them, we got Sam Migdal, Chris Kovach, uh, Ryan Sullivan, uh, Chad Neesing, Tony Gumper, as I mentioned before, Ryan Echelkamp, uh, Skip Berkmeyer, and Drew Pranger, and then uh, two young guys, the younger guys on the team, Peter Weaver, who's a Bell Reeve member, uh, actually plays uh, at uh, 
at Villanova out at the out East. And I think, uh, Lovett said tonight, I think he just finished like tied for third in the big East championship. So he's a good young player out of Belle Reve. And then, um, Brad Carpenter, um, who's a Washington native, um, actually went to the same high school I did and he's an alum. So go Brad, got to give my, my Washington blue Jays a little shout out. Um, and that, those are the regulars on the senior side. we got Jill Malenk, Paul Neiman, uh, Brian Lovett, who I mentioned for captain and buddy Allen. Those are the, 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 so that makes up the 14. Several of these guys have played uh, the last couple of years. Um, but a couple of new guys, like I said, Peter Weaver's new. Um, so they're, uh, it, it, I think it's a pretty, pretty good squad. And then and this go is over... the one. This is the one where the amateurs play the the members of the Gateway PGA, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and who, uh, yeah. Who, and then, who are they? Who are who are some of the players from the Gateway PGA? Yeah. So the section section is a very solid team as as always. Um, start with the regulars. You got Ryan Roy, Gideon Smith, um, Blake uh, uh, Blake Sharon Mataro, JD Opping. Um, Kyle Williams, Sam Lee, Sam Lee's a new one, new one to the, to the matches, uh, Brett Moomy, who I mentioned, Matt Gindler, uh, Grant Masson and Steve Hausman. And then their seniors, which I gotta say they're the section seniors may be the strongest seniors in any section around the country. Cause a lot of these guys, they may compete for the regulars. Uh, they could compete for the regulars, but you got Brian Fote, Jeff Whitfield, Bobby Gauss and Rob Sidorsik for the seniors. So that makes up their 14 um, of their, their squad. So those are some really, really big names. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Except for Gindler. Yeah. Gindler sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Matt, Matt, and Matt and Mike Sturry are good friends. And I, yep. I knew Matt back in high school. I haven't seen Matt in years, but he's, I know he would probably find that funny. Steve totally Hall- out of left field there, Andy. Yeah, Steve Hausman was a uh, assistant pro at Sunset Hills when I was a kid. I haven't seen Steve Hausman in years either. Well, he he's just recently. I think Steve's back in the section. He was gone for a while, and okay. he's he's teaching at Tapawingo, I believe. Yeah, Tapawingo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so yeah, so that, it's good. I haven't seen Steve either in, in a number of years. So it'd be it'd be great to see uh, to see Steve. So yeah, so we kick off Sunday afternoon with the four ball matches. Cool. Um, we did we. Drew pairings tonight. We'll have those published uh, here uh, probably by by tomorrow morning. Um, so two two ten is the start, and uh, two ten is going to be the first starting time on Sunday. Then we come back on Monday morning with foursomes in the morning, and then we play the singles matches in the in the afternoon. So uh, we the the Metropolitan the amateurs actually hold the cup after last year. Um, the section won the first year. Both very close. Both of them were 15-13 decisions. The section won 15-13. And actually, the exact opposite happened both years. The first year, two years ago, we started this. The amateurs had a big lead going into the singles, and the pros came back and sniped it from us, from the amateurs, and won for 15-13. And then last year, the exact opposite. The pros had a nice lead going into the uh, into the afternoon singles on Monday, and our, the amateurs came back and and uh, took, uh, I think, like it was nine, nine or ten of the singles matches, and and nabbed the nabbed the cup back with a fifteen thirteen victory. So, so the amateurs have uh, their work work cut out. Um, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, the great thing about this event is it's it's about shogi, it's about the camaraderie, and these guys have a blast, you know, competing against each other. But um, obviously, both sides want to want to win and and get their, you know, keep that keep that Shogun Cup for the next year. 
where can folks follow along this weekend to uh, catch up on the action? Yeah, so we'll have uh, – there'll be live scoring. You know, we use Golf Genius, but it'll be on metga.org, which is the Metropolitan Golf Association website. And then, uh, you know, go on there. We'll have a we'll have a banner right there on the homepage for, for scoring come uh, come Sunday morning uh, or Sunday afternoon, at least, uh, for, for live scoring. You can follow along. And, and then if you're catching any of the Metropolitan Golf Association uh, – social media, you know, Twitter, or Instagram, I'm sure uh, Caroline, she'll have all the, the links up there as well um, to, to follow along. So it's a, uh, it'll, it'll be great. Kurt, I'm going to start a campaign to get you into it next year. Which Kurt? You. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that's possibly eligible out of the three of us. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I do want to take a side note. Um, speaking about a couple of the uh, fellow club pros, um, Jeff, we, Whitfield and Bob Gauss were just out uh, in New Mexico in our yeah. uh, PGA uh, Club Pro Championship, um, which uh, if you don't know, you qualify through your section, which there's 41 sections. Um, and uh, we had four guys go. And if you uh, qualify, it's roughly about 312 uh, club pros um, wearing a lot of hats, trying to find uh, time to work on their game. And they play uh, four days, which just wrapped up today. Um, and uh, I don't know where they finished, um, but I do know that one of the 20 um, is a is a friend that uh, I met through uh, the whole PJ process years ago out of uh, Houston um, area, Jesse Dromer. Um, I think he finished three under and uh, made it by a couple strokes. So uh, uh, I haven't seen the young man in probably about eight, 10 years, but uh, I know he was one heck of a player. And it was fun to hear on the radio on the way home today that uh, he qualified for uh, the PJ championship in a couple of weeks. That's right, awesome. so that's the, yeah, the, t- the top 20, right, Kurt? Make it? Correct. And and also, uh, yes, 20. And I don't think there was any ties I, um, for the final spot. A lot of times, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Kurt, with events, you sometimes get uh, 10 guys going for four spots. I think it was a clean break at 20. Nice. And also, uh, local guy, uh, uh, Michael Block. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he was originally at Umsel. I think he's been out on the West Coast for years. Heck of a player. Uh, he was up there, I think tied for second at eight under i was listening on uh serious on the way home so yeah shout out to uh the guys uh and gals that uh, do what i do every day trying to keep their games fresh so absolutely michael block them michael block also a former sandals district champion sandals district amateur champion so yeah heck uh, of a player won, won that title back in the day early on when I, um when i first started in here so so awesome yeah. good stuff Yep. Very good stuff, guys. That was our preview of the Shogren Cup coming up this weekend at Bell Reeve Country Club. Max Kirkemeyer coming up next, and then a uh, recap of the weekend that was with Kurt and Kurt. It's the CNC Golf Factory podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Back after this. Welcome back to the CNC Golf Factory podcast. Kurt Goss, Kurt Rowey, Andy Hanselman alongside with you. On the St. Louis Podcast Network. Hope you guys are enjoying the episode so far. Joined by our uh, our first guest of ever, really, of the podcast. Uh, he's, uh, Matt, is it, is, I never, I forgot to ask during uh, the, the pre, the, the 30 second pre thing. Is it Kreikemeyer? Yes, exactly. Hey, how about that? It's Max Kreikemeyer, everybody. Max, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing real good. Max, give the, uh, give our listeners a little bit of a background of, of your golfing history and, and uh, kind of what you do. 
Okay. Um, so I probably started playing golf when I was real young, but wasn't totally into it. You know, like every young kid is, um, uh, was in soccer, um, mostly. And then, um, my freshman year of high school, I transferred, um, pretty much my sports and started to play golf full time and just played soccer for fun in high school. Um, and then got recruited, um, my junior going into senior year, um, to Missouri state and, just been playing ever since. Very good, Max. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, this is yeah, like as Andy said, our first guest. But um, you know, you've had a big, really big couple weeks. You know, starting off, you had your first collegiate win a couple weeks ago, I think, down in Tunica, and then obviously this past weekend with the Old Warson Cup. Um, you know, our twenty twenty three Old Warson Cup champion. Just give us a little. Uh, little breakdown of the last two weeks been a whirlwind you know with school and then coming getting back up here to, to play in the old Washington <laughs> cup um you know a little little bit of thoughts on on your last couple of weeks yeah um definitely a whirlwind um with school and golf traveling um like you said it's just been a lot um you know it's it's tough to balance but it's definitely fun doing it um tunica yeah tunica was my first win um i've been close had a bunch of bunch of top fives you know within a couple shots of the lead um, and finally was able to get it done last round. And then um, conference in between there, played well, um, finished tied for 11th. And then a couple days later, came up to the old Warson Cup and played well there too and was fortunate enough to get it done. So it's been a, it's been a lot of fun the past couple of weeks. So I know the old Warson Cup is, you know, it's it's obviously a big, uh, big start to the year. It's our really kickoff championship. Um, right. You know, for those who don't know, our Warson Cup is it features our top 16 players from last year. Uh, so you qualified into that um, really tough weekend, though, condition wise. I mean, I, I I was just with some guys. We we're doing our pairings for the Shogun Cup, which we're going to talk about later in the show. But, um, you know, they said old Warson probably played as hard as they've ever seen it, you know, between, uh, I guess, somewhat somewhat to my setup as most people like to say but <laughs> but then also the conditions i mean between the wind and the golf course was firm and fast and um just can you allude to you know how you played throughout the weekend you had some great matches um but you know to come out on top uh on um on sunday was a uh, re- really good great playing thank you i appreciate that yeah you're you hit it right on the button there um that's the hardest i've ever seen old warson play it was the firmest the fairways have ever been the greens were i mean it was hard to hold wedges sometimes um, downwind. It was, it was tough. Um, some of the pin locations were, were tough too. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just um, I had my teammate on the bag who he and I hit it about the same distance play about the same. Um, so it was kind of fun having him, you know, give me club suggestions, wind suggestions, and um, just kind of basically he was playing and I was hitting shots. So we were just going through every shot together, reading every putt. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of game management and getting getting in some tough spots. Short game helped out there too. Um, so yeah, just grinded out some tough conditions and a tough old Warson as always. Yeah, for those who yeah, a lot of people weren't out there. They actually would have thought that Max, you and your caddy were uh, twins, if not brothers. You know, that you guys yeah. looked almost exactly alike, which was a little right. uncanny. So yeah, we got that um, about six times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what you know, the, the old Warson Cup. You know, again, a big event. Um, you know, you've uh, you, you've had some success. You won our junior championship a number of years ago. 
I believe. Yep. So you yep. you got a you got a metropolitan title you know, under your belt, but you know now to now to win the Old Warson Cup to be one of the top sixteen players in the region, you've had you know, that that means you've had a couple of good years to you know to qualify and, and now to put that to have that your name on that trophy, which uh, for those who don't know, you know it sits in the trophy room at Old Warson, so it's going to be there forever. What's that? What's that mean to you? It means a lot. I um, I was actually telling Carter um, I had never made it to Sunday when we got there that morning and was just expecting to, you know, keep playing well and fight for it. And that's what I did. And having my name on that trophy for, you know, an eternity is going to be really, really cool. Every time I go in there, I'm going to go seek it out and look for my name. Max, playing down at uh, Missouri State, what are some of your uh, your favorite courses throughout the state of Missouri? Ooh, throughout the state of Missouri, um, that's tough. I think my favorite course is probably Ozarks National. We get to go down there um, on Sundays and and play um, either Ozarks National or Buffalo Ridge. Uh, that's often, awesome. yeah, it's right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hoping to get on Payne's Valley uh, soon. Um, but yeah, Ozarks would probably be my favorite. My favorite in St. Louis. Um, Probably have to be um, Tavern Creek at St. Albans. Just a oh. super fun, super fun place to go and hang out with my friends and play a few, few rounds on the weekends and stuff. Kurt Koss so, gives that a thumbs up. What are your uh, yeah. What are your big plans for the summer golf wise? Um, I'm not exempt this year um, from the Missouri Am, so I'll play that qualifier and then um, the Met. Met GA AM and then just some other tournaments around the country. Hopefully, hopefully get into some uh, bigger events this year, trying to apply for some, some other events nationally. Is your handicap in a place where you can try to qualify for the U S open? Yes. Unfortunately um, my schedule didn't work out with it this year. So yeah. I wasn't able to uh, qualify anywhere. Some of my professional friends say it's real fun to, uh, to go to play that local qualifier and then go to the regional qualifier in Columbus where you get to go up against, you know, like Tony Finau shooting a 62. It's great. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's it's fun to watch, but it's not fun to play with, I bet. <laughs> Rowing, Max, anything else? Yeah, yeah. Max, I know you mentioned at, at a Warson, you're you're kind of waiting on the, the chance maybe that you might get into the NCAAs. Any, anything further on that, or have you heard anything yet? Yeah, the uh, selection show was today. I think ah. my coach, yeah, unfortunately I didn't get in. My coach said I was right on the bubble, so – you know, there's got to be a cutoff somewhere, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the NCAA so, champion gets an invite to uh, Augusta National, don't they? Yeah. Starting next year. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. That, yeah. Wow, that's a that's a big doings. Yeah, they did. Uh, Gordon Sargent won last year, and he got in this year, so I think they're starting that trend. Yeah, they they made that announcement this year, so that's yeah, that's very cool. Um, well, Max, thank you for taking the time. Um, congratulations on you know being our Old Warson Cup champion. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, that just leads to uh, bigger and better things, you know, this summer, a successful summer. You know, I look forward to seeing you around and, uh, you know, competing in our events and, you know, some of our qualifying rounds. And and uh, good luck with uh, – I know you got graduation here in the next uh, next few – next couple weeks. So, yep. congratulations on that as well. And uh, Thank you know, you. We'll, we'll definitely see you, see you this summer. All right, man? Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thank you for joining us. That's Max Krakemeyer. Winner of the Old Warson Cup, part of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association Tournament Series. Back with more on the CNC Golf Factory with Kurt and Kurt and Andy right after this on the St. Louis Podcast Network.
Back here on the CNC Golf Factory Podcast, St. Louis Podcast Network. Just heard from Max Kirkemeyer. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Kurt and Kurt, you guys had a big weekend at St. Louis Country Club over the weekend. Tell me all about it. Where do you start? I mean, for starters, the St. Louis Country Club. I mean, what a gem by uh, C.B. McDonald many moons ago. Um, Is he the most famous architect to have designed a golf course in St. Louis? Obviously, Bell Reeve was an R.T. Jones. Not R.T. Yeah, R.T. Jones. Yeah, Robert Trent Jones, yeah. Robert Trent Jones, course. Um, are there any other big famous designers? Are there any, there's no die courses here, are there? No, uh, uh, not that I'm aware of. Or am I wrong? Well, I mean, if you're talking Pete Dye, um, isn't uh, isn't Tamarack one of the early Pete Dye courses? Oh, I think you might be right. And, really? wow. and yes, and here's another one for you. Pete Dye and Bob Golby designed Yorktown, the par three course, Andy, over there in the East. Side. Oh, that, that's that was, right. Pete Dye was in on that too. Yes. Yeah, because I was just with I was with Jeff Smith all day today, um, and because Walters is running that now, Yorktown, yeah. and uh, yeah, Pete Dye and Bob Golby collaborated on the Yorktown golf course. So. Shut the front door. That's hilarious. Yes. So anyway, yeah. But, so there's a Pete Dye golf course in the area, but it's Yorktown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think you, I think you're right. I mean, I, I, I mean, McDonald is obviously, you know, his. Uh, you know, he's got new, he's used the same kind of the same things, you know, all over. We, Kurt and I talked about while we were playing because Kurt's, uh, he's had the opportunity to play other CB McDonald golf courses. And, you know, you, you relate, you know, like we started on hole 16, the par three, which is the, the Redan at Salem's mm-hmm. Country Club. But you, you go to, I, Kurt, you mentioned it where you played where, you know, the Redan was a different hole. But, you know, the same concepts and the same, you know, ideas were kind of used at all his different golf courses. He got the number two and it's the Baritz, the huge green with the big dip in the middle. And mm-hmm. those, you know, those all those features are found at all the CB McDonald or Rainer courses. Um, so that was that was kind of cool to, you know, we chatted about that as we were going around and playing these different holes. Golf, yeah, you think it, his most famous golf course is probably the Chicago Golf Club, or what are you thinking? Uh, I, I mean, if we go by actual rankings, um, probably National Golf Links uh, up in New yeah. York. Yeah, um, I, I think it's number four, obviously, Chicago Golf Club. Um, but, I mean, yeah, C.B. McDonald, again, this is where I get kind of nerded out uh, talking designs. Um, as Kurt knows, I've been out to Bandon Dunes a couple times, and they have a golf course called Old McDonald. And mm-hmm. uh, behind the counter in their small golf shop there, because each uh, course at Bandon has its own little golf shop, they have a framed poster picture of uh, St. Louis Country Club. And obviously, when that was designed, it was designed to take his templates that have a Redan, a Baritz, a Punchbowl, um, the Alps, whatever. And when you look at some forums and you see people like, oh, if you go to Bandon, play Old Mac once and you never have to play it again, I'm like, uh you just maybe don't enjoy what golf was 120 years ago. And I think it's phenomenal. I mean, Kurt, we had the, uh, what is it? The fifth hole, I think is the par five that we got yep. close to being there in two with a punch bowl. Yep. Um, of course it was another one where we had a four footer for birdie and we both didn't even sniff the cup. <laughs> um, but we hit a good approach shots, uh, approach yep. shots for our third into it. But I love it when I hear people talk about not liking design of it. Um, I just don't know if they really know what golf was back then. And I, I think it was phenomenal. And we had a great time. We had some good shots. 
we had some bad shots. Our longest putt made was about a 25 footer to save a, a par on a par Who made four. That one? What's that? Who made that one? <laughs> I did with the putter that got that lost the plastic early that morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The but Rowie gave me Rowie gave me the line. Nice. God, yeah. You got to have a got to have a good a good partner to give you that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. The other great thing, the cool thing that I feel, this goes to the architecture chat a little bit, is about Salem's Country Club is it's essentially the same golf course now as it was 120 years ago. You know, the greens, and that's what's so, again, I said earlier, I love doing setup on that place because the, those green complexes are just amazing. Um, you know, Kurt mentioned, you know, we're looking at whole locations and you, you look at the green and, yeah, maybe only – half the green can really be used, but, um, to find, you know, what are, you know, good, good solid hole locations for competitions. But that's the, that's what I enjoy maybe any more than anything about St. Louis country club. And they've done a great job in the past several years. Tim Birch, who's the superintendent, uh, just a little shout out to Tim. When he came on board, they really worked at bringing some of it back and they, he found old pictures aerials um of what the original design was and they've worked to bring that back um and they're doing a lot more they're doing some great clearing out, out there right now um with some trees um and some and i think it's it's just going to continue to you know it's one of the few all bent grass courses in our area um and it was it was in phenomenal shape and it was uh it's it's always a pleasure to to get out there and and, and play play that play that gem and and kurt uh what I, I appreciate what uh, I don't know, Tim, but I appreciate what he did. Um, when you say that he got those blueprints out and wanted to restore it. Um, that's what I love seeing. Um, if you look at Pinehurst number two in 1999, when Payne Stewart won, you know, you see rough and all this and then core Crenshaw come in and redo it. And then you saw in 2014 when you had Martin Keimer and Michelle, Wee winning uh, what back to back weeks, back to back weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it took a beating, but you see it. And I love that golf course owners, operators are going to the big name designers now and just bringing them back to what Donald Ross or, or CB McDonald or Seth Rayner, I, I can go on to what they used to be. Because again, when those courses were designed 80, 100 years ago, trees weren't 100 feet tall. And I know people complain about, oh, don't remove the trees. I get it. I'm not starting that argument, but. I just appreciate the architecture going back to what it used to be. And, uh, you know, for instance, uh, Kurt, I believe it's hole 12 at St. Louis. It's uh, not an overly long par three. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. And uh, not the world's largest green compared to other greens on the property. But I think it was interesting that you're like, I got three, three hole locations for a three day event and they're all pretty much stuck in a row in the back because, um, if not, balls are just going to be zipping off, and uh, you don't want to uh, be hearing about it all evening if you go right. with a front hole location. Um, yep. But no, um, fun piece of property. Um, love to see it again. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. You know, and speaking just more architecture stuff as you get older, it's kind of a cool conversation. Um, my great amateur player, or good amateur player, his name is Steve Deist. Do you know him, Kurt Rowey? I don't. No, I don't. Guy from Edwardsville. <clears throat> Probably, probably a scratch or a one. He's okay. a really, really good player. But he goes around to all these golf courses and, and loves to travel and play. And when he posts on Instagram, he posts the architect and the year that it was built okay. as, as part of the description of, of where he's playing. It just kind of 
opened your eyes to the kind of what's going on. So absolutely, I've uh, definitely uh, in, enjoyed learning a little bit more about some of the some of the more famous architects that have been out there from the uh, from the early twentieth century. Gentlemen, final thoughts for uh, our first kind of official episode. No, I, I, I mean, I'm just excited to to you know start this journey. Um, you know, we, we've uh, it's been I, it, you know, it's been a, a an idea of, of Kurtz, and and he put it in my brain three or four years ago, and you know, just uh, you know, looking forward to to continue, continuing this and uh, bringing what you know, bringing this local contact as you, uh, Andy, you alluded to earlier on. You know, that's that's our that's our goal here, and. Uh, yeah, just uh, you know, continue on and look forward to uh, to episode uh, to the next episode. Yeah, I, I agree, Kurt. Um, um, I'm I'm glad we finally put our feet to uh, the fire, and uh, we're off and running, um, being involved as much as we can uh, in our territory, in our respected uh, organizations. It's a lot of fun. Um, the only other thing that's on my mind is take this headset and throw it in the dumpster um, <laughs> and, uh, and and move on for episode three. But no, um, I, I'm looking forward to it, guys, um, and uh, looking forward to following the uh, Shogi Cup uh, this weekend. Yeah, Shogun absolutely. Cup, yeah. I uh, appreciate that you guys have uh, asked me to uh, be a part of this with you. I'm very honored. Um, of I, course. I'm following in the footsteps of one of my one of my broadcasting friends and broadcasting people I looked up to was Jay Randolph Jr. who, you know, who, who did a similar thing. I hope someday I can be as good as that is, as, as he was at it. And, uh, but we'll, we'll all get there. I'm sure we will with, with lots and lots of practice and lots and lots of shows. So yep. gentlemen, thank you very much for a great show tonight. That's Kurt Rowey. That's Kurt Goss. I'm Andy Hanselman. You've been listening to the CNC Golf Factory on the St. Louis Podcast Network. See you next time, everybody.